0: Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam. The Energy Guru I help successful people connect with their inner abundance using principles of energy to unlock their true potential, helping them create massive success in their personal and professional life so that they can live their greatness. I firmly believe that abundance is a state of being and each one of us can tune to create a life of prosperity and happiness. Welcome to the show. So welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Master Glenn Mendoza. I would uh, like to welcome my guest tonight uh, for doing this podcast with uh, me and bringing to my viewers uh, some of the most profound uh, concepts around spirituality and material- uh, materiality. So I would uh, you know, briefly want to describe his journey uh, with your due permission, Master Glenn. Uh, master Glenn is a master pranic healer, uh, one of the eight master pranic healers in the world. He is the senior disciple of uh, Grand Master Chua Sui. He is a neonatologist for over 30 years. Uh, he's a doctor <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, he is also a triathlete and an author. Apart from that, in his personal life, he is a loving dad to three of his sons and a grandfather. So welcome, Master Glenn Mendoza, on the Millionaire Way podcast. So Master Glenn, how did you discover pranic healing, you know, being a medical uh, practitioner all your life? <laughs>
1: Actually, uh, m- uh, my wife Marleg and I are f- were from the Philippines, but we have settled uh, in New Jersey, New York, New Jersey uh, for the past over forty years and uh, but we've always been interested with uh, spirituality and holistic uh, uh, medicine and different kinds of uh, health and wellness uh, thing. And we had a new house. About maybe 20, over 27 years ago, we have a new house and we wanted to buy a water filter. And there was a health expo. I said, why not? Let's go to a health expo. Then we went to a health expo and we saw this person doing healing. Uh, I, I told Marilla, like I said, they're doing qigong. I said, no, I said, I. I think they may be Filipinos he said, I don't know. They're Chinese. I said, this is in New York city. This is in New York city, a big uh, health expo every year. And ultimately uh, we spoke to them. We didn't know that. uh, And we found out that they were Filipinos. And I was, I was telling Marilag one time, I think they're Filipinos because they, they, misspelled instead of pranic, they made it panic healing. And somehow there was a panic healing rather than a pranic healing. And we befriended a, a friend there who became, um, uh, we learned to, uh, learn the workshop. Actually, actually it's interesting. I, after that, I said, if you'd like, I'll organize a workshop. And, um, uh, no problem, he said I organized uh, my first workshop, which uh, probably were about 30 people uh, in our backyard. And uh, so we did that and, um, and in a couple of months, we met Master Choa. Master Choa was in New York City and uh, we invited him to the house. Um, he came to the house and he had a darshan in New York City that night. And I wrote it, uh, after the darshan uh, there was a small dinner and uh, i did not realize by him inviting us for dinner uh he actually invited us for our whole lifetime at least that's what i said so that's wow. wow
0: so what year it was master then
1: uh, uh we uh, that was around 1994
0: wow and since then, you've been into pranic healing. Uh,
1: since I was young, since we were young, even at around, I would think, around age 17, I was looking back. Now, um, I was in search, but I didn't know what I was searching for. Wow. Uh, so we went to yoga. We went vegetarian. Uh, we went to different groups. Uh, when we were in Ohio, when I first, when I was in training, we were in Ohio, we joined the Gurdjieff group. And as I said, we, we just wanted to look at spirituality, but never get to be convinced until we found Pranic Killing. And when we found Pranic Killing, it said it looks like the good thing about Pranic Killing was that it answered all the questions we had. It, it answered just the questions. It, it was not just follow this and do this. So it was, it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, um, uh, time of our life. And I was still busy. I was, I had a, I, I have a very busy medical practice, but when I tried to find time to for Master Chava, when he's around uh, or uh, when he has to go somewhere, I tried to find time to be with him. That's it.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. So Master, you know, while I was reading more about you, I came to your website and you had this quote, energy is everything. And I would like to know more about when you say energy is everything, how does energy affect our life and business? How do you see it?
1: When I say uh, everything is energy and energy is everything, uh, it goes through on a physical body. In our physical body, we have energy. Also, even in a chemical level, the glucose, they provide energy to our system. Uh, the, we have energy uh, elements and substances in our in our body, in our nervous system, in our muscles, to provide energy. Uh, And on an energetic level, we have the energy body that we have. Uh, Some people, doctors and scientists, may not understand that there is an energy body. Uh, But by and large, we know that there's energy body because energy is the one that moves things. So same thing in relationships and in business and in our work, Uh, uh, there's energy there, energy in our thoughts, energy in our feelings, and energy in our actions. So a person who's successful has energy thoughts. Remember the thoughts, uh, the thoughts are actually, there's, uh, it's interesting that we are, our thoughts are always directed to interesting things. So if a person wants to be successful, his thoughts or her thoughts are always to be successful, to be a successful husband, to be a successful wife, to be a successful professional, a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer. And those are the thoughts. And these thoughts are actually within us. And these thoughts will create a certain energy field. Master Chow calls it a radiatory field. So just the thoughts itself create a energy field. Mm -hmm. And when the energy field actually becomes stronger, actually it will manifest
2: in our life.
0: Absolutely, yeah, as beautifully said, probably most of the times our, our thoughts uh, you know, differentiate us from from other people, you know, the quality of our thoughts. Because that is the radiatory field we are holding. So beautifully said. Yeah. It, 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 it really Doing the
1: opposite. Doing the opposite. Uh-huh. Uh, our thoughts are attracted to what's interesting. And sometimes drama in our life is interesting. So people will direct their thoughts to this drama and will create this anxiety, this stressful energy within their field. And that's how their life is. And they will attract those kinds of energies too.
0: Wonderful. Yes, Master Glenn. Uh, Master Glenn, can you share any personal experience that you've had with energy? Uh, you know, in your personal life, if you if you can share it with our uh, you know audience,
2: in I'm sure there would be many. <laughs> um, you see, as I say when I started pranic healing, I
1: I'll be honest that although I am, I could feel the energy, I. I am not too sensitive, I guess because of the nature of my work, Mm -hmm. Uh, not too sensitive, uh, but over time, uh, a person gets this sensitivity in different forms. Uh, And that's the beauty of it. Uh, Pranic healing starts uh, for those who don't know energy healing Pranic healing is an energy healing, it's a complementary therapy. So, our door to spirituality, to success, was actually pranic healing. Mm -hmm. And after that, when you heal somebody, um, you heal it with the love of your heart. You live it, you heal, you spend 30 minutes, some people spend an hour, you will heal it. Uh, You will heal somebody who is in pain or as having some issues,
2: and later on, I realized this energy, this subtle energy,
1: uh, could be sensed in a in a way wherein our energy body, our mind, our thoughts, or our what we call massagerwa.
2: The founder of Panikillin calls intuitive intelligence, right. also energy. Mm-hmm. So you realize there are some and we we as an we by and large by nature sense this but we're not aware. It's like uh, a good
1: example is that uh it's sunny right now but somebody's telling me to bring an umbrella or bring my jacket. And now it's sunny, then it rains. Then you look back,
2: ah, somebody was,
1: something was telling me that it's gonna rain. Or a good example is you're going to eat, uh, but you really, you, somebody served you the food in a restaurant and something, something is telling you I don't think you have to eat that. But you said, I paid for it, it's expensive. You eat it and something wrong with your stomach, but you look back, there is something. There is energy telling you, but we're not aware. This subtle energy, as people get
2: more sensitive, uh, they could trust this energy.
0: Absolutely probably we we call it sometimes the gut feeling we call it intuition you know we might give it a different name but you know ultimately it's 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 something it's a sixth sense
1: uh i never call it intuition Mm -hmm. when joa was around i call it sensing because me intuition is just so it's just that's our goal Uh, some people will have a developed one like somebody says, let's get out a good example for doctors. Okay, a good example for the doctors. I'll give an example. I take care of premature babies. Um, Sick, I just take care of the sick uh, babies, critically ill and premature babies. And when I take care of them, I'll tell the nurse, start the baby on oxygen. And the nurse will look at me, why? Or said, just start the baby on oxygen. Then later on, ultimately the the baby condition, clinical condition, gets worse, and the nurse will ask me, "That was a good decision. How did you know that?" I, said, I don't know. You understand yes. that? To, you just don't know. There's no rhyme, no reason, no basis, but you feel like this is the right thing to do, and there's it's unquestionable. And we've right. seen in medicine, in, in medicine a surgeon will say, let's do an operation. The nurse will say, wow, why do you want to do operation? Why do you have to deliver the baby by cesarean section? Can we wait? And all. then when they opened up, uh, when they did this uh, surgery, there was blood. How did you know that? Mm-hmm. We don't know. So there are a lot of things that we know, but when the mind, and the, uh, when the mind starts to work with that intuitive intelligence, they, at one point in time, they will trust each other because we don't know what it is. It's the same thoughts. It's the same thoughts that come to our, to our mind.
2: Right. Beautiful.
0: Master, I have this book of yours, The Better Person Mindset. And it is signed by you. You know, I got it in India. So thank you so much for this book and was saying that so according to you you know why mindset is important to be uh, you know a better person and if i say better person you know to be successful to be to be um, you know able to do their best in their life why is it so important to have a good mindset i think
2: <coughs> I'm sorry i think when when i wrote the book uh, it was
1: actually looking at uh, a better person because everybody wants to become a better person.
2: It's just an innate
1: energy or innate uh, feeling that all of us have. I want to be a better wife. I'd like to be a better husband. I'd like to be a better child. I'd like to be a better doctor. I'd like to be a better uh, nurse, a lawyer, uh, a politician. I think each one, there's nobody says, I want to be the worst president that's ever been here. You know, nobody in their right mind will ever say that. And I realized when in writing the book, there are a lot of things wherein we have to make this mindset. And I just think the things that have helped me along the way in Pranic Healing, on how to become a better person,
2: uh, practice, there's reflection, meditation, sacrifice or service,
1: and uh, other things that we need to understand as
2: part of the better person tools that one can use
0: yeah and i'm sure this is this is one of the best books that i have read and in in this uh, you know there is a topic about the doctrine of cycles and i think you know with the present covid times we are all going through a certain cycle you know personally professionally so um, you know what according to you can be a way of looking at uh, you know when we go on top and then we come down at times emotionally mentally and uh, maybe financially What is it that, you know, we we can um, be? What is it that we can, um, you know, uh, hold on to during such times? Uh,
2: I think uh, like any,
1: like divination, astrology, feng shui, uh, cycles are part of uh, nature when when we ride on the wave of the cycle, uh, it's better than being down and not moving at all. Uh, in fact, the, I, I remember the, in olden times, the farmers know this. They know there's going to be a harsh winter, so they save more. So that means they know what the cycle was. It's not that oh, winter will be here, there's a storm, Every five years, there's an earthquake. They prepare for it, and they ride on the cycle. And when you're in the bottom of the cycle, uh, Master says, by the law of impermanence, you're not going to stay there too long. So there, uh, you just have to learn the lesson. Like in the in this coronavirus, we learned a lot of lessons. Whether people are on top. they're on their way down or people
2: are down and they're on the way up and this or in this this state where they are.
0: Absolutely yeah and you did a beautiful I think 100 day meditation program during that time which was super successful and I thought it gave uh, the necessary energy for people to deal with what was coming up. So yeah, I think, uh, you know, that is an opportunity. Not many can uh, ride on that wave and see that opportunity and help others, you know, just pull them up and take them with the flow. So that's that's a beautiful, uh, you know, gesture that uh, was done by, uh, you know, yourself. And I, I think several people benefited from it. So thank you so much for doing that.
1: Actually, uh, because of that, we uh, Uh, Let me go back a little bit. When the government was ready to do a lockdown, everybody was, there was uncertainty, there was fear, there was the unknown. Nobody knows how much food that they have to stock up. Uh, Everybody doesn't know where, uh, you know, how about the work, the travel, your family. So as soon as they did a lockdown, I said, what can we do? We have to do a meditation. At least the fear, there was a lot of fear, at least allay the fears. And I just, what I wanted to say was that because of that 100 day, uh, we're finishing up and writing up a book. Now, the title is Rules to Follow in Times of Uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And it will follow whether you have the pandemic uh, you have a loss of a loved one. You have a physical, uh, major physical problem. Uh, you have a loss of a job or even just spiritual emptiness, any uncertain thing. So that, and what we've done in that hundred days was actually some rules to follow. Like, if there's a problem, Embrace it. That's the first. Embrace. So what? Embrace the change.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There is change. We don't have a. We don't have a choice. There is a change. Then pause. Then you have to pause and said, "Okay, what's happening now?" You look for your moral compass. You look for your true north. What is the guidance that I'm having here? Where am I going to do? What am I going to? Uh, uh, what What is my foundation? then you could do your meditation, you could do your reflection, and you could do your changes within your life to move forward.
2: It's almost
1: finished, and we'll probably have it out in the next
2: couple of months.
0: Wow. All the best to you, Master. We look forward to it. Uh, Master, um, you know, when we talk about energy, and then we talk about consciousness, right? So um, because uh, this podcast is mostly for, you know, business entrepreneurs and businesses when we talk about consciousness um you know for of of a business or of an entrepreneur what is it that they can benefit from you know by working to um, working on their consciousness level in business and as an entrepreneur so how can that really help them
2: in a certain way i'm
1: i'm a I would say I, I've, I've been a successful physician and in a certain way a business, I incorporated the business there, uh, but not the same entrepreneur, although I've been, we did do some entrepreneur thing, uh, but one of the things I've learned from Master Choa was that when you do, if you want a person who's starting an entrepreneur tip, you have to think, you have to breathe, you have to live it all the time until you become successful. And probably that's where my success came and mm-hmm. I was working really, literally 24 hours a day for so many years and just work, just work
2: hard. It was not my... Honestly, truth be told, I was not there
1: for the money. I was just there to make sure that the patients get well. And at some point in time, the money came. So that's, to me, that was the success. Uh, it was not, of course, uh, any person who would like to make sure that your family is safe and all that. I uh, comfortable and uh, have the comfort of the home. We've done that, but all of a sudden, I realized when you just do the things that you want to do, that you are focused on your goal and the meaning,
2: uh, you find
1: meaning in your work, things come along with it. I, I uh, The money came along, the recognition came along, the happiness came along, uh, the
2: joys came along, everything came along.
0: (laughs) You're right, because most of the time I think we take the other approach. You know, we go in for the money, we go in for the fame, we go in for, you know, all the glorious stuff. But we forget that, uh, you know, we need a a burning vision. We need uh, something that you know, makes us uh, get out of the bed and go to work or go to serve. So, once we, you know, work in that direction, all of the other things follow. And that could be, uh, you know, that we could call that a conscious business because you are doing from the sense of serving, from the sense of, you know, giving. And it comes back to you many, many times.
1: <laughs> I think the only thing I would like to, regarding the business aspect um, and Master Choa said it's, it's easy to become a millionaire now. Uh, maybe that was the problem I have. Maybe you should, I should have shoot for a multimillionaire. You know, why? Because if you start to make 30,000 U.S. dollars mm-hmm. in your work, then you work hard, you made 60,000. Then you work hard, you made 100,000 then you made 200000 then you made $500,000. When is it going to end? You know, you don't know. You, you just, you, you are driven by the money and the goal actually could be infinite if it's not money. The money wow. will just come.
0: That's a golden nugget. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So don't, don't uh, you know, create boundaries by thinking about numbers. You know, create a vision, create a huge vision for yourself and probably, you know, you can just outdo those numbers. So that's beautifully said, Master Glenn. Um, now, um, most of the time, spirituality and materiality are considered to be, you know, not going together. But in Pranic Healing, Master Choa has emphasized on, on both the aspects you know, spirituality as well as materiality. And now more and more people are working um, to aspire for that goal. You know, we are gradually realizing that they are not two different things, but they are, uh, you know, the sides of the same coin, two sides of the same coin. So uh, in chronic healing, how, how, do, you, how do you, like for the, for the benefit of our audience, how do we balance, uh, you know, spirituality with materiality?
2: Um, I think uh, uh, some people who work their lives for money,
1: they do not have any peace of mind. And those who meditate have a lot of peace of mind. And those who have money will pay to get that peace of mind. So it's so obvious, why do not you have both? And right now, in this this world, uh, a lot of successful CEOs and millionaires and billionaires are actually spending time to meditate, Mm -hmm. spending time uh, to look within themselves
2: and spending time for themselves on top of their work. And that, in a
1: certain, in, in, in that sense, there are some people who are tapping into what we call spirituality. Spirituality is actually, to me, spirituality is not meditating. It's what you become after you meditate. How you live your life after meditation. It's not om om om. Fine, you could chant as many as you want, but <coughs> what happened was that spirituality is living your life in the
2: uh, living your life in the light of the teachings.
3: Yeah, beautiful. Yes, master. According
2: to you, what is the secret of prosperity?
3: Actually, I had
1: two things, but I think I'll add the third thing. Uh, I said, if you have to, if I have to tell you what my secret, my chick, uh, my was that
2: um, uh, secret sauce of my success, you'll be surprised. Actually, the secret sauce is actually luck and blessings. Of
1: course, we cannot discount the third one, which is hard work. Some people think that their success was hard work. I'm telling
2: you, my secret was there were blessings and luck. Just
0: Beautiful, Master Glenn, and to get those blessings and to be lucky, you have to create entitlement, right? So, so probably there is this entitlement that uh, you know works in the background of being lucky or you know be or have that blessings, uh, you know, from your teacher or uh, from your spiritual guru. So, do you agree, Master Glenn?
2: I, it is true uh, it, it is true uh
1: i think going back to that we have to count our blessings um i've been really blessed i i'm blessed that i have a good family I, i'm blessed with good health uh, i'm blessed that we're uh, a profession that i love uh, that I can serve. Uh, I, I am blessed uh, by having Pranikini. Everybody has to count their blessings. If we think of positive and good things, good and positive things will come to our life. If we are always feel miserable, why this life is like, reflect on why is it? Is it our thoughts? Remember, we get the radio field that we have created, a a person who calls himself, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. Don't you think that the radiatory field will create that negative energy? Well, if somebody says, "I, I, I feel good, I'm happy, I'm filled with life, I'm filled with life, they will
2: feel that and people will feel it when they're around them.
0: master you know with the kind of uh, you know family you have you are teaching pranic healing you you are practicing uh, you know you're a medical practitioner you love traveling you have uh, you know your grandchildren how do you find the time to do what you do it's it's like uh, you know one of the things that people find it really difficult to balance their, you know, personal life and professional life. And here you are like, uh, you know, in, an inspiration for so many out there who are who want to have that kind of lifestyle, you know, having a happy family, having a good career, being um, resourceful and to be of service uh, to, for the larger good.
2: You're right. <laughs> uh, I think... You have to do what, do what makes you feel happy. Do things that
1: make you feel happy. Uh, look, uh, uh, for, your, for those of you, uh, your listeners, they want to go to the gym, and they go to the gym three, four, di- three, four times a week, and they you don't know why. It's, they could have been working rather than that, but that's what you want. In fact, they were saying if you do. Uh, up to 45% of the things that make you happy, you're successful. That means 45% of the time that you spend minimum, some people could, uh, once you reach the 45 saturation point, you are successful. So, uh, one of them said, okay, what are the priorities that you want to do? Uh, they, they have, uh, they have different ways. They, there's a, uh, I call it zone of fulfillment. If you do a lot more than 45%, if I remember in your soul of fulfillment, that means you want to do this. You want to, you want to travel. You want to be with your family. You, you, make time, Uh, you do this, you do that, you do your work, uh, you will be successful. And for those, uh, interestingly enough, when we started to even do pranic healing, we found out 75% of our time was actually doing pranic healing. Aside from our work that is still service, that means the things that you do. So just do the things that you love doing. Okay, let me go back. Realistically, there are things that there might be some people were in, hey, I need this paycheck. I need this paycheck because I need to, I need to have food on the table. That is okay from the start. All, all successful people have to work hard initially. And let, if, if Those who have been successful, they have to feel
2: the energy that they have to work. It's not given to them freely.
3: They have to earn it.
2: Yeah.
0: Great. Master, um, you know, one of the earliest uh, lessons that I studied with you were of the spiritual sutras, you know, the Bhagavad Gita. So I subscribed for it. And uh, at that time we didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, online stuff available to study. And uh, so, so the way you you um, explain these spiritual sutras, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, it was uh, very simple and uh, you know easy to understand. Um, so, would you like to tell more about what um, you know encouraged you to to take up that uh, you know course or to create that course for uh, for people? Oh. <laughs>
2: Actually, uh, there are a lot of people,
1: who, okay, we did the Bhagavad Gita with the idea of the, uh, diving into deeper spiritual truths. The second book that I have was Spiritual Truths, but the idea then for the Bhagavad Gita is to go deep into it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there are thousands of books on the Bhagavad Gita. How can I learn it? And people will have different ways. They, uh, I'm telling you, they even read one sloka or one verse at a time and dissect it into 10 pages. I said, I don't have the time here. I said, I figure out I will use the lessons that they have in the Gita and adapt it to our present world. Because the Bhagavad Gita is an uh, uh, an ageless wisdom. Yes. If it's an ageless wisdom, it should apply then and it should apply now. But if we go back to how it was then, it's not. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, apologies uh, to the Indians because what happened was that I realized when I read the Bhagavad Gita, they, that they directed to the, the, the Indian culture. But the Gita could be for the world. Yeah. That's why. Because I am, I didn't grow up Indian, but I looked at the teachings and the teachings of Gita will profit the whole world. And it is true. It has profited the whole world.
0: It has. Definitely it has. It, it had a great uh, impact on me, you know, because uh, uh, at that time, Probably it was difficult for me to understand the Gita otherwise. So thank you so much for doing those sessions because it really made me, you know, sit and read and, you know, understand um, the teachings from from where I was, you know. I didn't have to go back to the uh, to that era in order to relate with the teachings. I could relate them, at, you know, with my professional career um, and everything around me. So it was beautifully done, Master Glenn. I wanted to share that. Oh, we'll have it.
1: Marlag Mar- and some, of when we were in India the last time, some people says, oh, we have principal Spiritual Sutra. We have it. I, I just want it to be maybe subtitled and maybe I wanted to get. But I, I'm just one, I think Master Chowa did say, maybe you're Japanese because you always want to, there's always a continuous... A quality improvement. I always want to improve it, and I was not happy now of what it was. So I said, "That's why I wanted to put a subtitle, put pictures." I said, "If if I'm going to make it perfect, it's not going to be happened. So I'll probably get it out as soon as possible." Thank you. That's
0: that's. Yes, master. That is what I wanted to say. You know, you should get it out because after think, it's been a long time. After that, I've not seen. Uh, you know, are uh, you talking about it? It's not there on your website. Also. Uh, but I think it will be very, very useful for all the people who would want to understand. And I think, you know, we are more ready for these teachings now.
3: The
1: world, the world has been ready, but I guess uh, uh, when I started the Gita, who am I to talk about the Gita? There are there were a lot of uh, rishis a lot of scholars who am i uh, to talk about it so uh, thank you uh, even in uh, even if i just get a small message of what uh, lord krishna wanted to share i think that's a uh, humbling <laughs> experience already
0: definitely is um so so the question that you're saying who am i so yesterday i was reading a book uh, by peter Dunov and uh he was talking about um uh, you know the i am so the moment you say i am you know uh, you are that part of uh, you know god or jesus and uh, so anything that you do if you do from that point of uh, uh reverence from that point of gratitude then you don't need to think, who are you? <laughs> so I think you should just go and put it out because so many of us would benefit uh, from those teachings. And because they are done in such a simple way, they, they'll they be really useful, Master Done. Done.
1: done. <laughs> we'll get it out. I wanted a subtitle. I wanted in different languages. It, Master Chowa did say, if you want something perfect, it's not going to happen. You could modify it over time. You could change it over time, but get it out there.
0: Yeah. So probably now is the time.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: so Master, um, you know, you are an avid traveler. I see you and Master Marillac traveling throughout the world. Um, I would just like to know, uh, you know, um, what is it that you enjoy during your travels? And I've seen you going to these amazing uh, you know, places and doing uh, meditations together and giving us goals for travel. <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> um, actually, um, when we started Pranic Healing, Master so
1: I said we call I we call him we called him when he came here, you are a glob brother. He travels throughout the whole world, every different city, uh, different country every week or every other week. I realized he's actually a new guru. In the olden times our parents before that People in the United States will pack up their bags, leave their family, leave their work, and go to the Himalayas and look for a guru. Master Chua said, when the student is ready, the teacher,
2: uh, there's there's an ancient teaching, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And Master Chua is a
1: modern guru. He said, when the students are ready, I do not have a choice.
2: I have to be there.
1: So that's why I, rather than have them people come to him, I'd rather him going mm-hmm. to them. And that's where he spread pranic healing and arhatic yoga within 10, 20 years to almost 100, 100 to 120 countries in the whole world. Uh, I'll tell you this uh, this is what I've heard. When Master Choa went to India, uh, some of the organizers there said, Master Choa, you could stay in India for three to five, uh, for a couple of years, and we will give you five million
2: followers. Master Choa, without even blinking, I can't do that. Uh, then I was looking back because he was thinking of the world bigger work that he he has. So
1: if you have to look at pranic healing and arhatic yoga, uh, it's different structure-wise compared to other organizations. Look at the the spiritual organizations in the world. They are in one place. Controlled, centralized by one office. Pranic healing, when Masi left, this physical body, it was decentralized. He picked the diamond in the rough in different parts of the world, and this diamond in the rough started to shine on their own and spread the teachings on their, on, in their country, in their place. Like when we, Marlag and I traveled, uh, this is a confession, Marlag and I traveled to Uruguay to teach. Uh, then after that, uh, they showed us around in a nice place. It's called Punta del Este. Uh, it was a nice, like a resort type of thing. And they told me, he said, Master Glenn, can you do a meditation in Twin Hearts? I said, huh. I thought I was here to rest after the workshop. He said, how many people are coming? Maybe 10, 15. I was a little reluctant, something like pussyfooting on what I I said, okay, fine, go ahead. There were 50 to 75 people who came. And when I saw them, I was so humbled. I I turned around, I said, Master, in this part of the world, your name, your work is here. Who am I to refuse when I am asked to do the work? and I healed. There were some people who were in a wheelchair and I, it was so humbling, but it was so touching for me that in the furthest part of South America, of Uruguay, Pranic Healing been heard and strong. Very nice. So we traveled throughout the world with Pranic Healing. Mm. We, we were able to see the Himalayas of, because of Pranic Healing. We were able to see Australia, Bali, South America, Brazil, because of pranic healing. Then later on, I told Marilag, I said, we go there for pranic healing and I have to go back because I have to work. It's
2: not that I stay there and bask in the sun. I said,
1: we went to...
2: uh, (laughs) I was teaching in Cyprus. I arrived there on Friday, 4.30
1: in the afternoon, and my workshop is at 5.30. I stay five thirty uh, work until one or two o'clock in the morning, and on Monday morning at four o'clock in the morning, I leave because I have to work and I never saw cyprus <laughs> i never, it, 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 I'm just telling you, but it's hap- I'm happy already because i've seen I've, I've traveled
0: yeah. And may you continue to spread the teachings, Master Glenn. And, uh, you know, I I know the two of you, Master Madelag and Master uh, Glenn, you know, you you both make a beautiful couple and uh, a beautiful family together. And, you know, giving those kind of family goals, couple goals to all of us. So I'm like super grateful for for your presence, you know, in our lives um, this way. And may you continue to spread the love, spread the teaching throughout. Um, just this humble request, if you could do a short blessing for all the people who are listening to this podcast, it would be a gift, uh, you know, to all of them after listening to you. That would be my humble request.
2: My
1: pleasure. Okay, just, just put your hands like this. close your eyes,
2: bow your head With the blessings of the Supreme God, the Brahman the blessings of the great teachers, holy rishis, holy saints, holy gurus, holy masters, the blessings of my spiritual teacher to Master Jogokshui and Mahogodamele, may you be blessed
3: with waves of love, waves of sweetness, waves of tenderness, Inner peace and inner stillness and bliss, Ananda, divine body. Exhale fully. Inhale slowly with awareness, absorb. Exhale, here with your loved ones. Inhale, slowly with awareness, absorb, and exhale, share with the whole world. Say thank you. Say thank you. Say thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Master Glenn. This is beautiful. And I'm sure people will be able to feel your energy through this blessing and also experience the teacher through you. So may the the teaching spread. uh, May the love and energy spread throughout the world. Thank you so much for this beautiful podcast, uh, Master Glenn. uh, And God bless you.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.